Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. All right, final four is set. World Cup. Uh, the draws on Friday. We're all fired up. Arge- Argentina. 10 to 1. Matias is all fired up uh, for Argentina. Says they're on a 30. Is it 30 matches? They haven't lost in 30 matches right now? That is an incredible run. 30 match unbeaten streak on Lionel Messi's last World Cup. What, what, he know, says he's going to retire. World Cup. They, yeah. they didn't officially say it, but there's reports that uh, yeah, he's going to retire after the last World Cup game that he plays. Makes sense, Gabe. You know, the guy's Which had a he hopes is the final. Career. Man, that guy's been playing for Argentina since all he was that's missing years old. All yeah, that's exactly. missing. Well, that's the thing. It like, is all that's missing. But at the end of the day, people you know, he's think he's the hand. greatest. Some people think he's the greatest ever, right? Um, not everybody, but some people think he's the greatest ever. But he needs to. He needs the win. I know you can't measure, like you said, he didn't have great this and that and blah 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 and all this. But whatever. Ronaldo wasn't always surrounded by superstars either, right? Um, he needs the, you know what I mean? I'm not taking it. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need to prove anything to me. <laughs> but he says he's retiring. He's retiring from our international play. He's going to end up in the MLS soon, I think, this guy, down the road. He's already oh. talked about the MLS, too. It's a perfect move. He can come score a bunch of goals, get a bunch of assists. The whole stadium will sing his name. It's a great, it's a great play spot for? for him to come to the U.S. L.A.? Yeah. L.A. LA, LA that's, that's a good one. Maybe, you know, I could see him going to Miami, the warm weather. Oh, uh, yeah, way, Miami, you know. the yeah, yeah, south. I was going to say, Humans like, where's... Everywhere. Yeah, where's... I was going to say, where's the most Argentinians in America? Like, where's their base? Uh, it's got to be, I was going to say, Miami. Florida. Yeah, like, they're... Miami, I saw a thing about Miami. They said there's, uh, there's like, 50 people from 52 different countries or whatever. But, like, yeah, they all speak the same language, though, because they're saying Miami's the most multicultural city in the world. Like, not really. They all speak the same language. So, yeah, they're all from, I mean, from <laughs> different countries. But uh, Yeah, but you know what, Gabe? He's also a big city guy. You know, he's lived in Barcelona for a long time. No, 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 Miami, you called it. You called it. New York. You know, New yeah, York. Yeah, New York. Yeah, well. yeah. 
The Big Apple. Come on. Well, there's going to be a serious-ass bidding war for him, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 hey. L.A. could work, but I have a feeling hey, that hey. L.A. is just a little too ghetto for him. Toronto, uh, what are you talking about? You're from L.A. What do you mean it's I too I just ghetto? don't think L.A. is the right spot for him and his family. I just, I just don't. I, you know, it's, it's, it's it was the right spot for Beckham. That was a long time ago, Gabe. The L- L.A. Yeah, had a little bit right more glamour spot. back then than it has today. Especially ah, in the crazy. soccer landscape. You know, playing for the Galaxy was a big deal now. Now, who cares? Horrible team. Nobody wants to play Hor- for the oh. Galaxy. Hey, there's another team in the city beside the Galaxy. This guy. Hor- horrible. It's unbelievable. Too ghetto, L.A. Where, 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 where do you think he's going here? You think he's playing for FC Cincinnati? Come on. He'll go, he'll go play with, with Higuain in Miami. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> you were right the first. Love Miami. You were right the first time. You should have stopped after Miami. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Toronto has not been shy of spending big ass money. I guarantee you they'll offer serious money. The late night anger management class. This is Portrage. I am Arantzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Fortunately, you people in SoCal just missed a horrible take by Matthias. You're lucky, Matthias. That was only on Sirius right there. I won't even share what you said. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to share what you said uh, with people. That, but but was, no, I got a yeah, second. It was, a, it was Toronto. It was a Toronto bad was a take. Beautiful city. Yeah. Uh, fine. Fine. You're sucking up to the people, of Toronto. You got to apologize to LA, not Toronto. But no. that's another story. Hey, it's a beautiful day in Canada, but I got to admit, man, Toronto has some glamour to it right now, and their soccer team, like you said, is throwing around money, and there's a reason oh, that TFC? players want to go there. Yeah, TFC have a first-class organization. They got serious money. I don't think he, I don't think Messi would go there though because of the weather. As you stated, I think if anywhere, like it would be, you know, Orlando, Miami. I don't know if Orlando would put the money up, but. You know what I mean? I don't know. Basically, look, it's 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 messy. Everybody's going to offer something. So who knows? But New York, Miami, L.A., I would got to believe it would be the front runners uh, for Messi. And as you said, we're just talking about Messi. Says, well, Messi's going to retire from international play, but he's already said publicly that he's very intrigued by the MLS. And the word is it's more than intrigued that he's going to come to the MLS. And you know what? He's not washed either. Like that, that would it would really would be that'd be like Pele. I used to it wasn't the MLS. It used to be called the NASL, North American Soccer League. And uh, I saw Pele there as a kid. It was unbelievable. So we were talking about the Blue Blood Final Four, and I said, "Man, I was thinking about wow, how can you get this more blue bloodish? If you had UCLA in here, if you had UCLA." Right, like Villanova are a pretty blue blood basketball program, but you know it's not UCLA or Kentucky, etc. So, um, the most, the most, the most um, blue bloodish or the most titles in a, in a Final Four was nineteen seventy five. 23 titles between UCLA, Kentucky, Louisville, and Syracuse. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. Vent your rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Class Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Maranci, Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm out of your 1090 ESPN Radio up and down the coast. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Let's talk baseball. Jason B. Takafin knows baseball. He won three championships in A-ball with the Toronto Blue Jays organization. The general manager steps up and in. Jason B. Takafin, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing, Jason? I'm, I'm so excited to hear from you, Gabe. Baseball season's on the way. Last time we spoke... You were just talking about the lockout, but now there's games going on. Spring training is here, and I'm so pumped for the season. You know what? I was glad to be wrong uh, that the, the lockout was not uh, more of an extended uh, one. It was one of the rare times that I'm happy uh, to be wrong. And we're now just uh, a week and a half away uh, from the start of the regular season. And, you know, if people haven't been paying attention, I think it could freak some people out when they see Kenley Jansen in a Braves uh, uniform and Freddie Freeman in a Dodgers <laughs> uniform. But that's just one of the bizarre world things uh, that have gone on in the offseason. But, man, you want to talk about a flurry of activity when they when 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 the doors were open, man. A hell of a lot of deals uh, got done. Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story. So that's the great thing about baseball and non-salary cap sports is like you're not literally. It's not a race right away. Like on July 1st, right away with hockey, you, they literally fill out all the money. Like all the money is literally gone because of the salary cap. With baseball, there's a little bit more dancing, a little bit more courting, a little bit more patience. They kind of wait because there is no limit. And here you saw that they were essentially two free agency periods. You saw the Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager period, but then you saw the Kenley Jansen, Fred, Freddie Friedman, Trevor Story, uh, Robbie Ray before that. There was just there was a, a huge activity before and after i kind of liked it actually like i kind of liked the fact that it was kind of separated a little bit obviously i don't want to lock up but it created like two separate distinct seasons or two off seasons 
Well, we and speaking of uh, seasons, Dave Roberts, Los Angeles Dodgers. We've been so ba uh, basketball heavy, guys. We didn't get to Dave Roberts guaranteeing a World Series championship for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you know what? I don't mind him embracing it. I think that, uh, and in fact, I think that um, you know the expectations are there. Everybody knows uh, that they're there. He knows uh, that they're there, and it's good to let the players know uh, this as well. I mean, for for a big market, the Los Angeles. Angeles Dodgers. It's not as if though the fans are really a hostile media uh, or fan base or media base, right? And I think that it's good that they know. Hey, listen, you guys are supposed to win the World Series. Dave Roberts though always has a target on him already. <laughs> so a pretty bold, pretty bold statement from the kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, you know, because he, you you think of Dave Roberts as not this like hotshot guy who's going to come in and make predictions like that. He always has a smile on his face. He is a slow and steady rudder of the Dodgers. But at first I thought he was kidding, but then I looked at it like, and I kind of agree with you, Gabe. Like, he knows that there's expectations. He also knows that if, if, I, I'm not a huge asterisk on world championships, whether there's a shortened season or the bubble. But if you're the Dodgers, you've lost the World Series at home in 2017 and 18, literally in Chavez Ravine. And then you had that awful loss in Game 5 to the Nationals of Kershaw giving up bombs to Soto and Rendon in 2019, the wild card round, or the divisional round. And then you won in the bubble. And then last year, uh, you lost. So I think there is a target on their back. They're spending a lot of money to get Kenley, to get um, Kenley Jensen off the books, but to get Freddie Freeman. I kind of like the, him embracing this. I also kind of like him saying that off the backs of them not winning the World Series because it gives them something to talk about. It creates a little bit of adversity now, early. The Dodgers are kind of used to sailing away because they're so good, obviously, except for last year, the, the Giants had that record year. But I like the fact that he's putting a little bit of urgency on his team. There should be some urgency. They have an incredible lineup. They have Trey Turner. They have Freddie Freeman. They have Justin Turner. You know, Cody Bellinger's coming off one of the worst years ever offensively. Like, it's time to go now. I love that. Yeah, and so, so do I, as I stated. There's a little bit too much, I think, of a country club type atmosphere. Like, put it this way. The Dodger players, even though it's a big city, it's a big market, they get talked about nationally, they don't go through the same type of meat grinder that a guy in the Yankees or Mets goes through. You know what I'm saying? No question. And, and, no question. and, and, and that's unhealthy, or a guy in the Phillies. And I think in, in the New York, I think it's a little bit unhealthy because people flip about every pitch, every ground ball, etc. But at the same point in time, like I said, I like that they're, they're telling this room that, hey, listen, you guys are supposed to win. Anything short will be a disappointment. And I think it sends a message, as you stated, to run away with things early. I mean, if I'm the Dodgers, I'm looking to break records. You know, I mean, I want to win as many games as possible. You know, you know, a good comparison, actually, is to the Phoenix Suns. If you look at Phoenix, they lost the championship last year. A lot of times, Jason, teams will sort of – you know, you'll have the hangover, or yeah. it'll be like, well, the regular season doesn't matter. Once the playoffs get here, we'll turn it up a notch again. You look at Phoenix this year, they basically like, no, we're going to kick the crap out of everybody every night, and then we're going to get to the playoffs, and we're going to do it again. <laughs> right? It's like it's yeah. like one of those type of mentalities, and I'd like to see the Dodgers ad uh, adopt that. Right? Now, I don't think they're going to be having to deal with a San Francisco team who's going to win 107 games, 
So let me throw it at you because I pounded the over 96 and a half for the Jace, uh, for the Dodgers, Jason. So I hit the over 96 and a half, and it's 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 diff- different number all over the place, man. I've seen it as high as 99 and a half, which I still like it over the number. They won 106 last year, and I you know San Francisco is not going to be as good. I think San Diego was good but not great. Um, Colorado's okay, and then you've got uh, you got Arizona. I don't see why the Dodgers don't go over the number. What do you think? Yeah, you're thinking that Cody Bellinger won't have that bad of a year, and you get a full year of Freddie Friedman. Now, while you and a full year of Trey Turner, so you're saying, okay, that's right away. That's a handful of wins to offset Max Scherzer not being there. I kind of agree with you. I think the Rockies took a step back, even though they kind of traded. Uh, Chris Bryant for um, for Trevor's story, which we'll get in. Like, I don't think that they're a factor. I also think that they're going to rebuild even further, so they may want to get worse. I think Arizona is in the same boat. They may want to take their rebuild down even further. The Giants could be very good. It's hard to say that everything clicked for them. All the, all of their veterans had optimal years, and Buster Posey's not there, and Kevin Gossman's not there. And while they got Carlos Rodon, he's not Kevin Gossman. Kevin Gossman had an amazing year last year. I don't think they're going to repeat everything that they did last year. They still could have a very good year, by the way, and get 90 games. Not a, not in the hundreds, though. So I'm with you on that. That's a very solid bet, not to mention, like the Dodgers, like sorry, the Dodgers are always pot committed. They can always trade a Gavin Lux, or they can always make a trade like Josiah Gray to get a Trey Turner and a Max Scherzer again, or whomever the player du jour is who are going to be unrestricted. So they are essentially, they're very pot committed. So that's a very strong bet. Are you are you uh, concerned? I you know I see it on Twitter. And I think it's it's insanity as far as spring training is concerned. But I get that there is a concern as far as Bellinger and and you know whether Bellinger is going to get back and and at least hit adequately uh, for them. But you know it it's he kind of brought it upon himself. But at the same point in time, it's ridiculous. It's almost like when we see in football. I remember like um, you know in the summer you know, you'll see in training camp. Oh boy. Oh, look, Sam Darnold just threw another pick in practice, and it'll be on video and stuff. We never saw that before, right? (laughs) Right. I know it drives coaches crazy, but we live in an era right now where people are like, listen, Bellinger had 15 at-bats. He's got three singles, and he's struck it out 10 times. And and people are already highlighting this, so imagine what it's going to be like in a regular season. I almost take it back when I said the media is not mean and the Dodger fan base. When it comes to Bellinger, they're starting to be. I'll tell you that. Well, Bellinger was Rookie of the Year in 2017. He had an amazing playoffs. He plays a sterling, a platinum glove level first base and center field. Gabe, whenever anybody ever makes fun of Ronald Acuna Jr. for taking the $100 million guaranteed, I want you to point to two players or three players. Yeah, you called it. Best. You called it at the time, man. <laughs> Cody Bellinger and Glaber Torres because this is a very difficult sport, and it's not super linear like maybe football and basketball, and that's not sort of a hot take. That's just basically is very difficult. Okay, Glaber Torres had 38 home runs with a 22-year-old. He has 12 since in 169 games. Cody Bellinger, Rookie of the Year in 2007, MVP in 2019, and then in 2020, granted, it was a COVID year, had an OPS of 789. Not great. Last year, had an OPS of 542. He was Look at pitchers, Jason. Every day. 100%. Look at pitchers, same thing. Just because you have a great year or a great two years doesn't mean you're going to have another great year after the fact. That's uh, R.A. Dickey. We're up against it. More with Jason B. Packerfit on the other side. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gable Morenz. We're breaking it down with Jason B. Attack a fan. Let's do this thing. Talking baseball. Uh, Jason, it was a great point that you raised as far as Bellinger is concerned and some of the other young players that light up the league early. And then you were talking about, you know, taking the money when they put the money on the table. A lot of people, the armchair quarterbacks, and it's easy for people to sit online and say, oh, you should never have taken $140 million. You could have got $300 million yeah. in four years. Yeah, it's easy to say that, but it is a great point. In other sports, you'll have better years and worse years, etc. But there's not the dichotomy and the variance like there is in baseball. Like, like, it's easier to be bad than it is good in baseball. Like, we all know about the percentages. Well, if you're successful, you know what I mean? Three out of ten times, you're a star. So that that's all you need to know about that. And there's such a difference between that three out of ten times and 2.5 out of ten times, 2.2 out of ten times, etc. It's a fine line, bro, between love and hate, and it's a fine line between failure and success when you're a baseball player. You don't think They live in constant fear. You know this. They live in constant fear daily. Listen, you can have a Dave Drabecki where his arm literally falls off while pitching, or a fastball can come at you like a Bryce Flory and knock you out, or like a Chen Ming Wong and you can roll your ankle, or like a Robert Cunha Jr., you can blow out your ACL. Or Rick Ankeel that just suddenly Rick can't throw it over the plate. Like suddenly, I just can't. I don't know what's wrong. I can't. I don't know. Chuck <laughs> Knobloch. We can go on and on. Guys just throwing it in and threw it over the first baseman's head again. It's really difficult, and it's a very, like you said, there's more failure than not. And if Cody Bellinger has another bad year again, he's going to have his second very bad year. He's going to be arbitration eligible, Gabe. He's making $17 million this year. Next year, he's probably going to be about just, you have to be, you can't go lower than 10%. He might regress to about 16 and a half or whatever that is. So don't make him feel bad. They might release him or they might trade him. And I'll tell you this, that is going to be a very sad ending for a player that looked like he was the next Dodgers big thing. The Dodgers, 
the Dodgers rookie of the years to the Dodgers. It's one of those weird things where like they grow on trees. Todd Hollinsworth, Raul Mondesi, Mike Piazza, right? Like it, it just happens. So when Cody Bellinger wins rookie of the year, it's like, okay, great. He's this new Dodgers young player, but they all become great players, right? They all had very good careers. Raul Mondesi, one of the best arms in baseball. And then Cody Bellinger wins the MVP, but then he slowly regresses. And they have to make it, they're going to have to make a decision soon or just grin and bear it and say, look, he's still trying. He's still playing great defense. But I'll tell you this, if it, get, it could get ugly in the first month if he's still struggling. You may hear some boo birds, especially if the team is struggling, especially if the Mets or the Phillies get pretty hot and all the other stars in the league are hitting well and he's not. It could get really ugly really fast. I'm more positive than you are, which sounds crazy, actually, because you're a pretty positive, happy guy, and I'm not. I generally hate people. Don't say, <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking if you're Ballinger, bro, hit a couple of home runs, hit 250, all right? I think oh. that the, the, the rest of the lineup is so deep it'll take pressure off them because I think the Dodgers will be winning, right? I think they will be winning, so there's not going to be a panic. And truth be told, not a lot of teams can afford to do it, but the Dodgers would just put his ass on the bench, bro. If things got bad, yeah. you know what I mean? It would just be like, yeah, well, whatever. We're spending $17 million, but he's not playing. He still plays Dude, a great defense. Look so what they pay like price. They're slide. paying Bauer not to pitch. I could go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, gonna, that's another story also. Um, you know what other, I was looking at the National League overs and unders this week, and I was trying, you know, in stage one of doing my futures. I love the over on the Braves at 88 wins because they're a World Series team, and while they lost Freddie Freeman, they're getting Matt Olson, and they're not giving up anyone on their roster. They're getting their ace, Mike Soroka, back at the All-Star break. They're adding Ronald Acuna Jr., their best player, and Marcelo Suna also. These guys were not on their World Series teams, and they're, gonna, and they're going for 88 wins. They're in a very tough division. I think the Phillies are going to need some pitching help, so I think they're going to lose a lot of sort of 20-run games as much as they're going to win them, but I really like the Braves over 88 wins. It's amazing, and as we say, there's different numbers everywhere, so it's as high as 90 and a half right now at some spots, right? So you pounce. Like, that's why we jumped on the dot. I didn't like putting up that type of money this early, like even three weeks before the season started when I made a bet, <laughs> right? But yeah. I was like, man, 96 and a half, this is just a bad number. And then, like I said, yeah. it popped up at 99 and a half. I'm hearing 97 and a half in some spots now. So it, 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 yeah, that's the thing, guys. When it comes to Major League Baseball futures, there are going to be different numbers and they do change. Uh, they do change. You know, people have been in basketball mode, March Madness, etc. but people are going to start to to hammer this stuff. And so it's amazing, though, is it, as you stated, as far as the Braves are concerned, the lack of respect that they get, right? Oh. Like, it's it's not like it was a fluke that they won last year. Like, people forget they were up three games to one two years ago on the Dodgers in a championship league series. So then they get back. This time they beat them. Then they win the World Series. If you want to argue about anybody, being a team to beat, and it's funny because the Braves actually heard Dave Roberts' comments, and they said, "What? Yeah. Did, did he get the sports almanac from uh, from Biff and Back to the Future? That the Braves were the only team to comment on it, and rightfully so. Like, hey, yeah, Absolutely. yo, yo, what about us? And get this, they're not even the favorites to win the National League East. The Mets are." So to me, that's crazy. I love what the Mets did this offseason. I love getting Buck Showalter. If, if anyone questions getting Buck Showalter, look at the Padres last year where they didn't have sort of the elder states. Nothing against Chase Tingler, but they didn't have sort of a manager to kind of right the ship when things got ugly. Love getting Starlin Marte. Love getting Marcana. Love getting Max Scherzer. Love getting Adam Ottavino. 
To me, though, like the game Chris Bassett, to me, it's still the Braves. They have a winning mentality. They've won a bunch of divisions in a row. And just like you said before, Gabe, if the Mets struggle or if the Grom gets taken out of a game in the fifth or sixth inning, like that, that red light is turned on. And everyone starts to get very nervous, and everyone starts to kind of question everything because the Mets had a great offseason. And they also benefited from the Yankees not really doing anything in the offseason up until about last weekend or two weeks ago, getting Josh Johnson. But they had a pretty quiet offseason themselves. They are the team in New York right now, and they are the favorites in the National League East. They have a big-time owner who's the richest owner in Major League Baseball who spent a lot of money on Francisco Lindor. He spent a lot of money uh, on, on Max Scherzer. He's, he made some big trades for Chris Bass. Like, they are designed to win now. they still got Robert. Robinson Cano, uh, also, they are probably also pot committed like the Dodgers. They're going to be players at the deadline. Like, the, the, the heat is on the Mets now. And to me, that just puts more emphasis on the Braves because they don't have to sit on their laurels. They have other teams to chase. They're in the underdog position right off the bat, which is amazing for them. They don't have to create adversity. The Mets owner, Steve Cohen, guys, he's so rich and so enthusiastic there were reports that he basically turned the lock out. He basically got up and like yelled at everybody, like and like sarcastically told the other teams, like, "Listen, what do you want? You want me to sign a check here right now? Like, what are you getting at?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they named the fourth level of the luxury tax the Steve Cohen tax, which by the way, yeah, they, he basically said, "Do what you want." Like Cohen went in there and basically told him, "Do what you want. Just hurry the f up and get a deal done." You know what I mean? Like. That's that's what that sounds like. You know who that sounds like? That sounds like George Steinbrenner. Yeah. I, I say that in a, I say that in a good way. As in, if you're a Mets fan, you're like, yeah, we have a rich owner. Like I'm yeah. paying eleven dollars for. A yeah, that's yelling at the other owners, telling, "Let's play ball. Shut the hell up." Yeah. <laughs> if I have to sit and watch Rutgers uh, pregame shows for SNY because it's twelve dollars, <laughs> like you, you, you better, you know, you better. Yeah, this guy didn't pay billions for the team not to play ball. He wants to play ball, literally and figuratively, right now. But you know it as well as I do. There's something about the Mets, and we'll see with him if it's different than the curse of the Wilpons in the past because it really yeah. is bizarre world, like with that. I mean, like, dude, just, just off the top of my head, I mean, they've had a manager that, whatever, threatened to beat someone up in the media. They had another manager, what, sexually harass female members in the media. But they did their, their last GM or their president or whatever passed out in a car after coming home from an owner's party. Um, they set this spring training facility on fire on the 4th of July a couple of years ago. For whatever reason, they went to Syracuse the day before the season started. Remember, years ago, Noah Syndergaard flipped out. They got, then it got hurt. Oh, yeah, Noah Syndergaard got mad cow disease, SARS, and COVID. Like, this is just yeah. off the top of my head. Like, I'm, I'm missing about 99 million other things. This is also in the last two years. We're not even including, like, the 1986 team. We're not even including. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, this is just off the top of my head, the recent, yeah. like, last 18 months yeah. type thing. No. Like, are, let's not forget their owners got caught up in the Madoff scam. Uh, we can go on. Like I said. <laughs> they're, in a Ponzi, they're in a Ponzi scheme. No, they are baseball's National National Enquirer, but they did something interesting in the offseason, very un like in that 
They got adults. Starling Marte, he's low maintenance. Mark Hanna, he's low maintenance. Eduardo Escobar, he's an adult, right? These are Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett. These are very good point. Very stable Taiwan Walker last year. Cookie Carrasco, these are like role models. These are elder statesmen. These are people who are going to be able to calm down your Pete Alonso. These are people the opposite of Marcus Stroman's personality. <laughs> they are they are stable and they are professionals and you'll never hear Starling Marte hasn't had an ounce of body fat on him since he was nine months old. This guy's a professional capital P, right? And I and I think when you bring in guys like that, you mean business. And they're paying him, by the way. He's mid-30s. He got a four-year contract. Mark Hanna, he got a two-year deal also. Like, by the way, Starling Marte's 33 years old, a four-year deal for an outfielder. And like that's pretty solid. That's even before the DH went into both leagues. So you know they mean business. They are spending a lot of money. That's not even including Jacob DeGrom can opt out of his contract this year. And Lord knows what they're going to pay him if he's healthy this year. Because when he's not healthy, he's still ninth in the side. He's that big X factor, isn't he? Like, it can he? You know what? He's like Anthony Davis at this point. Like, I hate to say it, but we're, we're, we're an injury away from calling him street clothes DeGrom. Let's just be real. It's it's tough because he's so good and he's so visual, right? Like, like, like Anthony Davis is so good too, right? Like, yeah. it, but it's the same thing where like every week, every day, every everything, it's always like, oh yeah, here we go, oh oh, here we go. And you can just you just know it's coming, and it happens. I hate to be like a jerk like that. All right, one more segment with Jason. Man, time flies by talking baseball. This is cool that it's back. Let's do this thing. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. 
Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi, Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, I'm on your 1090 ESPN Radio. Dan, 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 I've, I've got two plays in so far already that I'll share with you after uh, you share with us. What uh, catches your eye, Jason? I love the Blue Jays over 91 wins. And something very interesting happened this past weekend is Mark Shapiro gave an interview with season ticket holders. And he even said that we are projected to go higher than 91 wins. And this is someone who in 2004, when he was tearing down the Indians, which is mighty popular, he was very upfront about them saying it's going to be ugly here for two years because they had they, they were regressing and they had to sell off all the great players, Albert Bell, Bayerga, Kenny Lofton. They weren't able to deal with that. So when he speaks like that, it means something. He also said something very interesting also. We are prepared to deal with adversity because of what they've been through the last two years, not playing any home games in front of fans or up until last July 30th. He also said that in the next, when someone asked him what is his projection for the next year or two, he said we want to see one or two banners up there. That is not how Mark Shapiro typically speaks, by the way. So when he says that, I'm hammering the over. Right? They lost the Cy Young in winter in Robbie Ray. What did they do? They got out and they got Kevin Gossman. They got out and they got Kikuchi. And that's to replace Stephen Matz. They lost Marcus Simeon. They went out to get uh, uh, Chapman, who we have been talking about, would be a perfect trip for the Jays all of last year. I want the Jays to trade him, trade for him at the deadline. This is a team that's going to hammer the over. I know it's a very tough division, but I think they're going to be very good. They are also like the Dodgers and Braves. They are very pot committed. The other team that that I would uh, that, that caught. And let me just throw is, one thing in too, as far as the uh, the Blue Jays are concerned. You didn't bring up that's even bonus points is even though they cleared the vaccine mandate uh, for New York City. The the Yankee yeah. players, Red Sox players, Oriole players, not that it matters on the Orioles. <laughs> Sorry, Baltimore <laughs> and Tampa, etc. Unvaccinated players will not be able to play uh, on the road in Toronto, which, okay, you know what I mean? If you're Kyrie Irving or something, it sucks for the Nets, but they only play on the road. You know what I mean? They're, they're going here once. They're going there another time once. That's nine times. Like the yeah. division games, that's the, that's nine games, guys. That let's say if if Aaron Judge is not faxed, well, that's nine games he's not playing in Toronto, right? Let's say Story's unfaxed on the Red Sox, well, that's nine games he's not playing in Toronto, etc. That's just and that's that's an advantage for the Toronto Blue Jays. That is a terrific point, and they also had a huge advantage because they built a team around their ballpark. They have they already had a very devastating lineup and they're getting a healthy Oh, and I like the staff team. too. I want to throw this. So we know their lineup's awesome. We know they're going to put up runs. We know they and they're only going to get better. And another thing is too, I want to get the other teams, but what I like about it as well is Guerrero. I love Guerrero who's say a humble kid and everything, but he basically said, "Come on, man." I didn't get any votes for, for the MVP. I thought I should have been in bigger consideration. Like, consideration. Like, he was asked about his goals this year. He said, World Series and MVP. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not I playing around. Them. Like, he said, I should be in the MVP talks. He goes, I know. He said, I knew Otani was going to win, but he goes, I thought I deserved more respect. Yeah. 
I mean, poor Marcus Simeon. He had an amazing year. Shohei Otani did something no one in the history of baseball has done in like 125 years. Vladimir Guerrero had one of the best offensive seasons ever, certainly since 1996, 21-year-old Alex Rodriguez, for someone that young. So Marcus Simeon, who put together an amazing year, who's third MVP, he had no chance because Guerrero wins that MVP 95 times out of 100. But the year that he put up, I'm very bullish on the Blue Jays. I really, really like what they do. I love the momentum. I love the fact they're playing at home. I love the fact they averaged 50,000 fans per game in 1992 and 93. And when the team got really good in 2015-16, they came out and they, they, they loaded up that sky dome. Not to mention 2017, they led the AL attendance. Oh, that stadium's going to be packed, bro. That stadium's going to be packed this year. an electric atmosphere from day one. But I want to get to the other team that caught my eye. And that's the Cleveland Guardians, 76 and a half. I would take the under there, and here's why. The Guardians have $14 million guaranteed in contracts in 2023 before arbitration. All of those $14 million are to Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez might get traded. He might be the hottest trade piece at the deadline. The Guardians are in a rebuild mode. They have amazing pitching. Savali, Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie. They do. They have great pitching. But they're not there for hitting. It's, it's Jose Ramirez, Tranmo Reyes, and then, and then seven who's. And they're just not there to compete now. I think they're going to take the rebuild one level further. They may start the season okay, but I think they're going to make some trades at the deadline. They could look a little bit like the Cubs. When I hammered the Cubs in the under last year because they had such a bad second half because they traded everybody, I would hammer the over the Guardians, 76 and a half. 76 and a half. You know that uh, Trevor Bauer's making more money than the Guardians are paying their entire uh, roster right now. I know, thirty-seven million dollars right now with their payroll. That's, that's what I mean. He's getting that's he's getting paid more. So that's the that's the team. I said I got I put two plays in. I got two plays. Los Angeles Dodgers over ninety-six and a half. And I swear that the two that jumped off the screen at me when I first saw them, and it was I think it was last Monday night actually that they came out. Um, when I first saw them was the Cleveland Guardians under and the Los Angeles Dodgers over. And because we brought it up and we were talking about that Sean Watson makes more money than the Cleveland Guardians. Then you start to put a perspective and you look at their roster. And as you stated, they're going to unload. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded some of the great pitchers uh, that they have as well. And they got to get to 77 wins for us to win, to lose that bet. Come on, man. I don't, I don't see that happening. No, they're not they're trying. Not and another thing is... The Twins, the Twins are greatly improved. We saw the Twins had a great offseason. The Twins aren't playing around. They want to be good again. The Detroit Tigers are on the upswing right now. They're going to be a competitive baseball team. We know the White Sox are good. And the Royals are whatever. The Royals are okay. You know what I mean? They're going to whatever be with the Royals. But the Guardians are taking a step back. I think the book got it wrong there. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'm all over it. That's the, Those are the two plays that I put in so far. I've got a couple others I want to throw at you. Okay, hit me. All right, so let, let me ask you about San Diego for every, everybody tuning in right now, the San Diego uh, fans. They're at 88 and a half. How do you feel about them? They're going to be without the Tees again to start the season, but they do have a loaded roster. Um, there's not the expectations and the hype about them coming into the season like there was in the past two years. What do you make of, the, uh, what do you make of San Diego at 88 and a half? And they're getting Clevenger also is coming off of uh, – he missed last year. You know, I I would take the under. I love them getting Bob Melvin. I love them getting sort of a stability. I think without Tatis, it's going to be hard. They they have a great lineup. They don't necessarily need Tatis. But at the same time, Tatis is probably one of the top three to four best hitters in baseball. He's the ultimate X factor. I would take the under there. Their division is a little bit difficult with the Dodgers and, and Giants. And 
if they struggle, if Blake Snell can't find his stop, even though he finished last year pretty, you know, pretty solidly, if you Darvish also struggles, they could struggle. Joe Musgrove, like they could have, they could run into some trouble. Not to mention, they can get into an ugly part of their season where the Dodgers have their number and the Giants have their number. And even though the postseason's expanded. Like we said, the Mets are having a good year. The Phillies have the, the Mets have a good year. The Phillies, the Braves, the Cardinals. There's a Brewers. There's a lot of good teams in the National League. It could be very difficult for them. What do you think of the Mariners at 84 and a half? They bring in um, they bring in Robbie Ray. So they bring in uh, Robbie Ray. They bring in Adam Fraser. They bring in Winker. So they bring in some more vets and you know just sort of solid veteran ball players. Um, they've got, you know, they've got young guys. Listen, they, they were knocking on the door. You and I talked a lot of Seattle baseball last year. Do you like the moves? Are they closer right now? And what do you make of the total? And I swear, I could have, I thought it was 83 and a half, and I'm seeing 84 and a half. So maybe one up a game, but uh, I'm seeing 84 and a half right now for the M's. What do you make of the Mariners? I, I love the Mariners. I love what the Mariners did this offseason. They got Winker. They got Eduardo Suarez. But they also are getting Julio Rodriguez, the third-ranked prospect in baseball. And he is going to be joining the team at some point this year. And he is an absolute star. We saw him dominate the World Baseball Classic a couple years ago. Uh, they are going. They're also very pot committed. They are. They also didn't make these moves with the Reds and to get Robbie Ray. Uh, they just do these moves to just stand pat at the deadline. They are going to keep pushing in. They lost last season on the last day of the season. They have the longest running streak in North American team professional sports of not making the postseason, and they are going to do absolutely everything they can to bust that streak. I can see them sneak into the playoffs. I can see them doing absolutely everything they can, emptying out the coffers to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, remember the players got mad at the deadline, and the general manager and ownership sort of told them, "Listen, chill out. We've got a plan, right? Like, yeah, settle yeah. down. We've we've got a plan moving forward uh, here." And they put their money where their mouth was in the off season, right? They yeah. they spent money on Ray, but then there were some smart baseball moves to to bolster the lineup uh, as well. Let me ask you about another team in the division, the Los Angeles Angels. I was saying the other day, Jason, and listen, you would know, and I can't wait to talk baseball with you in the future about this. Uh, but, you know, the game has changed so much because of analytics and everything, but specifically starting pitching. And I don't want to say the starting pitching is overrated, but we talk, so, you know, handicappers, people, you know, media, et cetera, better. Everybody talks about this, oh, who's starting, who's starting, who's starting. Or when we get to the playoffs, well, it's breaking down handicap and playoff teams. Well, with these three guys, they're going to be tough to beat. I think it's over-talked about and overvalued due to the fact that pitchers only go like four innings in the playoffs now. They don't even go five at them. You're happy if you get three out of them. In the regular season, you're going to see five. Nobody pushes anything anymore. Guys have freaking no hitters going and they take them out, man. So, we're we're in a new era. I just think it's all about bullpen, 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 bullpen. And one team that really boasted their bullpen, and the fact, man, um, they spent a lot of money uh, to to give guys to sit on their ass in the bullpen. Los Angeles Angels, bro. What do you think of their moves and their bolstered bullpen? And they bring in Syndergaard. They bring in Syndergaard, but let's not forget they also have Otani. They brought in Anthony Rendon before 2020 season. They have Mike Trout. Like, if you're telling me about the Angels, it starts with Otani, Trout, and Rendon. Rendon uh, had an off year last year. He really didn't play very well. He was injured, but when he's healthy, he's as good as any third baseman in the game. And he is healthy. So I love the moves they made. 
To me, I would still take the under. They don't think they've done anything to show me that they're going to be in contention. I don't think they're going to magically start winning, and I don't think they have the prospects to be able to go all in or to make a big move at the deadline. I would go under on the Angels. Interesting. I guess if things go their way, but you're right, I guess they sort of feel like a 500 team. <laughs> like, yeah, my gut tells me you're right. Way, if things go their way, they're going to be the best team on TikTok because you have Otani and you have Trout and Rendon and Syndergaard's going to throw 102. And that's the best case scenario. I just don't see them. I just and the Rangers spent money, and the Rangers ain't playing around now, too. So they're right. not going to be a pushover. They have some prospects coming up. They have two adults and Seeger and Simeon. I just don't see the Angels. I don't think they've done enough to merit hammering the over. Uh, another team that caught my eye, I didn't run this by Oakland A's, 76. Okay. The Oakland A's, I would hammer the under there. They have traded Matt Chapman. They've traded Matt Olson. They've traded Chris Bassett. They let Marte and Canna walk. And they're eventually going to move Frankie Montes and Sean Manaya. They are very much. Uh, like the Guardians that we talked about, they may not be trying to win. They may be waiting for the market to set so they can maximize their assets. This is an organization that had a very good run. They went to playoffs in 2012 to 14. They went all in 2014. It backfired. They had a collapse. They reloaded. They went to playoffs for three years in a row, 2018 to 20. They won a series in 2020. They had a really good year last year. They won 86 games. They lost to center field to Loriano to steroids, and Chris Bassett uh, got, a, you know, got a line drive to the head. So they're going to reload again. And I think I don't think they're going to try to win. So I would yeah. hammer the under at 76 wins to the eighth. They're also, like we said, the Mariners are better, the Rangers are better, and the Astros are always very good. Very tough division. And again, they're going to trade Sherman I and Frankie Montez. Hammer the under, Oakland A's, 76. Jason B. Taka fan. The late night anger match for class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Text me, Gene. All right, cool. It's WrestleMania week this week, huh? 
Stone Cold's coming back. That's pretty cool. Pat McAfee's wrestling. That's super cool. And uh, that's that's my interest right there. So uh, I, I want to see Pat McAfee. And I want to see uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the Stone Cold Steve Austin, the match will probably blow. But, I mean, what do you want the guy to do? Um, you know what I'm saying? But, you're, you know I mean? The, the Stone Cold is just, it's him being there. He hasn't, he hasn't been in a ring in 19 years, nearly 20 years. It's in Dallas and stuff, in a big-ass stadium. So, I figure they should have a super cool intro for him. That's one good thing. You know what I mean? It's all about the intro. <laughs> is he going to come down in the truck? You know what I mean? A beer truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got to go old school and hardcore. Like, he's stone cold. You know he's going to bring it. He's going to come with some massive, like, rig-type thing down the ramp. Like, you know, crash into the ring. Who knows what he'll do. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be breaking it down. We'll have some fun with it. So thanks to Jason for joining us. I'm glad to see because he's a smart guy. The guy won three uh, championships, general manager, uh, A-ball, with the Oakland Athletics and Toronto Blue Jay organization. So he's a smart guy. I'm glad that he hears that he likes my Cleveland under 76 and a half. And I agree with him wholeheartedly, guys. Two other plays. We'll get into this tomorrow and throughout the week. We'll talk baseball futures. But uh, the Oakland Athletics, they don't want to win. They're not trying to win. Right? They, they've unloaded everybody. They're not going to win. Under. And the Seattle Mariners are better than people think. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.